Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Hidden Yardage Podcast. I'm Mark Lane, and it's good to be on with you all this week. We've got an excellent episode in store for you as we hear from Dak Prescott, who I had the chance to talk to at his pro camp that he held at the Star on July 9th. It's uh, part of what Dak does to just engage the kids in the community and give back to the game in one of the ways that he does and that's by having a, a pro camp so we'll hear from Dak Prescott coming up you can follow me on Twitter at the real Mark Lane Sean Martin who's normally here with us is enjoying the big sky country in Montana you know with the buffalo and, and the wind uh, apparently he's up there with a friend of his from New Jersey who moved to, to Montana and uh, they're taking in Kenny Chesney concerts and the whole deal. But you can follow Sean on Twitter at Sean Martin NFL where you can join the conversation and tell him how much you missed hearing him on the Hidden Yardage podcast this week as he was taking it in in uh, in, in Montana. So... Uh, but uh, Sean will be back next week. Be sure to follow us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Subscribe to the Hidden Yardage Podcast uh, through those means. And just stay up to date to with the latest happenings with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we're part of the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network. And uh, just go to blogandtheboys.com and make it your homepage. And then... You'll never miss out on anything happening with America's team. So, like I said, Dak Prescott, he has a pro camp. He didn't have it in 2020, obviously. And he didn't have one in um he didn't have one in 2021 either. So this is the first time since 2019 that he had one of his youth football camps. And he had it at the star. And there were kids there, uh, grades first through eighth, boys and girls, and they got coaching from Dak. You can go to my Twitter at the Real Mark Lane. Go back and look at some of the videos. He really was. He was out there with the kids, throwing them footballs. Um, he, you know, going out for passes himself, uh, just rushing them. He, he was just having so much fun because that's the type of personality that Dak Prescott is, is whatever he does, it's just going to be 110%. There's so much about 
that guy that's deliberate. And if he's just committed to something, he's going to go all in. That's just the type of guy that he is. So Dak took some time after about the first hour of camp. It it was a two-day event. Went from 9 to noon on Saturday the the ninth and then uh you know again on Sunday the 10th and so after the first hour of camp he took time with the media to answer some questions regarding the camp and football so let's go ahead and hear from Dak Prescott on the Hidden Yardage podcast so I went to the Jason Garrett camp yeah. and asked him and Daniel Jones the same question for you. You think you're doing this for them, huh. kids, but in the end, you no, kind of get know. a lot out of it too, don't you? Yeah, no, I go into it knowing that uh, how, how beneficial this is for me as well. Um, but just to think about being a kid, being in their shoes, uh, being able to come to a camp like this and growing up a Cowboy fan, uh, just knowing what it means to be able to interact and connect with a Cowboys quarterback or just an NFL player, uh, I'm just blessed to be able to do that. And, yeah, the stories, the, the interactions, uh, the honesty for these kids, uh, I, get, I, I, get a, I get a lot better from just coming out here and hanging out with these guys, and that's what it's about. Did you get to do this when you were a kid? How much of this did you participate in? Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't, unfortunately, but um, <laughs> I, I know that the excitement I would have had if I was to do something like this or how I would have approached it. So that, that's just all I try to do, and I think about these interactions that I'm having, uh, having with each and every one of them. Yeah, he really didn't have a lot of camps like this growing up in hot in Louisiana, which really is just a suburb, just, you know, 10 minutes outside of uh, the shreveport Bossier City area in northwest Louisiana. So for Dak, just having this platform to show kids that uh, you can come to one of his camps, you can interact with an NFL player, you can just have a great experience like that. I mean, he loves it. I remember back in late June of 2016, as a matter of fact, going and covering Dak Prescott's first ever camp that he went to, so far as I know. Um, it wasn't a pro camp, but it was actually Morris Claiborne's camp at the Liberty Bowl, I mean the Independence Bowl, in Shreveport, he would have it there. And who else would you bring other than the Cowboys' fourth-round quarterback from Mississippi State, who, like I said, grew up just outside of Houghton, then Dak Prescott. So he was there, and he told those kids, he said, and they, they were high school kids. They weren't um, the grade school, middle school age kids like you have here, but he told them, hey, look, you know, you've got to start taking ownership in your life. Your mama's not going to be there every day to wake you up and get you up out of bed. you got to start setting your own alarm and, you know, it's just time to take charge in your life. And he did. That was one of the things he mentioned at that camp back in 2016. What, and you had Mo Claiborne was there. Reuben Randall was there. Um, and just basically some of the NFL stars that could make it that came from the Shreveport area, they were there. And that, you know, and that was Dak's message was, hey, there was nothing like this for us when we were growing up. You've got a great opportunity with, with us being here and helping you. Here's the knowledge and the experience that I'm imparting on you. 
And I think that Dak, even though, again, it's grade schoolers and middle schoolers, nevertheless, it's it's what he's trying to impart upon the kids. And also uh, just just using his platform to give back and to help grow the game and the interest in the game down at those lower levels. So that's what Dak Prescott does. It's it's who he is. And like I like I mentioned earlier, he was doing in 2019. Really, when he got with pro camps starting in 2017, um, he was doing three camps. He would do a Dallas camp. He would do a Houghton camp. And he would do a Starkville camp, Starkville, Mississippi camp. So he covered all the bases. He got his high school, his college, his pro towns in there. But he was just doing one camp this year. So I went ahead and asked him about it. Was there a particular reason you went from three to one this summer? Yeah, we're really just coming back from COVID, obviously, and just wanting to have it, uh, wanting to have one and get it the right way. Um, but with the world, Everything going back, right? My schedule was a little busier, too, this offseason. So just wanted to have one. Uh, doing it here in Dallas, obviously, which is pretty central to both or close to both school and uh, where I grew up. So, uh, And it's turned out great. Over 400 kids. Uh, I mean, I've already talked to some kids that went to my middle school, uh, kids that have been to camps in the past. So um, I think it's a success. Now, even though they didn't have, like I said, the three camps this year and they went down to one. As you heard, you still had great participation. I'm sure there were some kids that have gone to the Starkville camp, made their way over to Dallas, and also from Hot. And all you got to do is just jump on I-20, head westbound, and there you are, about three hours, and you're in Dallas. So um, I'm sure some of those kids came. But what was interesting was they had – they broke up the teams or portions of the field into three. And you had the Buccaneer team, the Bulldog team, and the Cowboy team. Now, what's fascinating is the Buccaneers, that's the that's hot in high school. That's their mascot are the Buccaneers. So that's interesting. Dak Prescott is going has been a buccaneer and he will take on the buccaneers in week 1 just like he did last year too. Yeah, Dak Prescott, he he's anyway. So so they broke it up that way and uh it worked out really well. Let's go back to Dak. What's your favorite part about this camp for yourself? Yeah, just honestly the games when we just get to playing games and just being able to just run in there and not play quarterback for a second and, you know, be digs to these kids or, or be like Zeke or one of them uh, or Michael Parsons rushing them, that they get excited. You know, not too many times a, a pro player gets to play a game with them. So. I was just going to say, I mean, a lot of NFL players come to these things and they just kind of stand back and watch. But you're, you're hands-on. You're all in, it seems like. And it, that's the way you do everything. Yeah, I mean, no. Yes, how I try to approach everything in life. I'm uh, not doing anything. Um, have have half stepping uh, and this camp is no different. So I just as I said I know how important it is for me to come out here and connect and I'd hate to connect with half the kids and leave another another half not feeling like they had that personal connection or relationship. So for me it's it's easy to come out here and play the game of football and just run around and, and be a kid. Uh, so that's just that's what I try so to do. Think of stepping, you don't really want those kids to do that Dak dance. Why not? <laughs> I mean if they're a quarterback, why not? It works. So and they love it, so why not? 
Yeah. Earlier in the day when the camp was starting out, Dak Prescott was doing stretches, and he actually showed the kids how to do the Dak dance. So you can find footage of him doing that on my Twitter, at the real Mark Lane. And it's just, it's really wholesome the way that Dak has all, all the kids doing that. You get impressed how the skill level some of these kids, especially at an early age. Uh, actually, I really, really do. And I've, I guess being two years removed from it, um, I didn't realize how athletic some of these kids were. But I've already been through four or five teams of throwing goal balls or different routes and no drops. And I'm not taking it necessarily lightly on them. Uh, so, no, it is. And these are these are kids that love the game of football, obviously. And so that, that's why they're out here and uh, just trying to get better and trying to leave them with something. You said you love their honesty. What's something they've said to you today that you're like, whoa? whoa oh, we, it's early. It's early right now. So we haven't gotten uh, we haven't gotten gotten too far into this. But by by about tomorrow and after beating them up a little bit in the games, I'm sure one of them will tell me something about a, a player or two that I've had in my career. So <laughs> just look forward to that honesty and you know respect it. One of the great things about Dak and. Whether or not he picked this up from Jason Witten, who knows. But it reminds me of Jason Witten, who, you know, he said he idolized in this manner, is you can ask him about football. No matter what's going on, no matter what the deal is, Dak Prescott understands that the football questions are coming. Like a pass rusher off the edge or a blitzing middle linebacker. The football questions are coming for him. And he stood there, and he held court. And so as the tone of the press conference switched a little bit, and then the football questions were incoming, Dak just handled them with ease. You were uh, throwing recently to your teammates. Can you just kind of talk about that South Florida trip with uh, CD and Dalton and all that? that was like? Yeah, it was great. Obviously, just being able to, to get away and do that. Um, we didn't get a chance to do it last year. So obviously with the injury, but having CD, having Schultz, um, Sean, I uh, got the rookie out there for some reps, and Zeke obviously was just, uh, it was great just to have that camaraderie. But then again, go over to Miami, who opened the doors up for us uh, and let us have the facility and put in some great work, some great work that some of those guys may not have gotten in the, in the back half of the OTAs and stuff. So, Dak, how much of that is, is football and how much of it is bonding? 60-40, uh, 60-40. Uh, well, I guess the purpose is to go out there and, and, to, and to get better in that, but the bonding happens. I mean, you're there three days and uh, you're only there with each other so whether it's the dinners whether it's the hanging out um, and that's what it's about you know I, there's two or two or two of the guys that I feel like I got closer with just from this trip and I don't know if I would have been able to without it so huh I wonder what two guys he's talking about anyway um yes this is part of the bonding process and this really goes back to something that Jerry Jones talked about Michael Irvin would do with newcomers on the Cowboys, specifically, you know, rookies, young guys, is during the offseason, he would go back to their hometowns if they were honored in some kind of, you know, parade. You know, remember back in 2010 when Des Bryant, during the, their bye week, had a, a, a parade or something, giving keys to the city in Lufkin? You remember that went on? Similar type things. So... Irvin would go back to their hometowns and, you know, just really help build that camaraderie and everything because when it came time to look them in the eye in the huddle and say, hey, I need you to hold this block. Hey, I need you to, you know, clear out. 
on this route or just whatever their assignment was, he had the credibility to, you know, beyond just being a team leader, but also being, hey, I'm your friend. I'm someone that's got chemistry with you. Just go ahead and, and do your job. And some of that is what Dak Prescott was building with, you know, C.D. Lamb, but particularly the two guys he was talking about, uh, Sean McKeon and uh, the rookie Jalen Tolbert. So that's part of the, the bonding process. And we'll have to see how that translates on the playing field. But this is part of some of the... Uh, the silent workings that have been happening with the Cowboys that haven't really been broadcast or talked about, particularly because I think, honestly, fan interest has been down because of how they exited the 2021 playoffs. Uh, but another reason is, you know, it's just the off offseason. Uh, but this is some of what's been going on, is just really finding ways to improve the chemistry to get better so that they can continue to at least have dominance over the NFC East. One of the ways that Dallas has dominance is with their passing attack. So I thought that was interesting. Let's go back to Dak. Fun football question yep. for you when it comes to quarterback play in this league. How would you describe yourself as a quarterback and what is an elite quarterback in this league based on your experience? Yeah, I mean, an elite quarterback is simply uh, a proven, consistent winner uh, that just goes out there each and every day as the exact same person. And um, obviously, we, we, we know the standard of that of a guy over there in uh, Tampa. And so, um, but the way I describe my game is, is just trying to be consistent as I can each and every day with my approach as a leader and with my uh, game, game play. And that's why you have to consider the Cowboys as the favorites to win the NFC East is because of the consistency Dak Prescott provides the Cowboys quarterback situation. And I know if you were using the same type of logic that Elizabeth Hurley's character as the devil used in um, Bedazzled, um, hey, Daniel Jones, he's consistent for the Giants too. I mean, you know, he's consistently under center form. Uh, you know, but anyway, Prescott, he provides that consistency at a high level, 53 and 32 record as a starter so that the Cowboys are able to, uh, to count on, Hey, quarterbacks taken care of. We're going to have this advantage over inferior teams. Um, we're going to be able to at least go toe to toe with other teams when it comes to their quarterback situation. So if we go in a game against, hey, week one, Tom Brady, they can at least match them, take it into the fourth quarter, and see what happens. It won't be a, a total blowout job like with teams that are having to rely on the run game, the defense, and a little magic from special teams. So that's what Prescott brings. And I think – the way that he gets in the elite quarterback conversation, unfortunately, is related to the Cowboys' win total. Although, I don't know. I mean, they went up 12-5 and five last year, and he didn't make the Pro Bowl. So, you know, if Prescott's able to have a really big season passing 
and not have any clunkers like he had in the last eight games of 2021, I think that he'll etch himself as an elite quarterback or at least start getting into that top five conversation as opposed to the bottom of the top ten. What's your level of excitement for training camp? I'm super excited. Uh, and then obviously just getting out here with having the football and these kids and they're asking about uh, teammates and, you know, just this season. Uh, it just makes you even that much more excited. But we're a couple of weeks out and I'm in the best shape that I've ever been in. And so it's time to ramp up and get it going. Training camp is so close that it would appear on an interstate sign. You know how you're on the I-30, I-35E uh, Canyon in downtown Dallas, and you go here for Texarkana, you go there for Waco and so forth, or there for Fort Worth? Yeah, training camp is appearing on one of those signs. That's how close it is. But Mike McCarthy, it's around this time, actually, that he, too, also feels the itch, and I asked Dak about that. Yeah. Coach McCarthy says he gets the itch for training camp about July 7th. When is it for you? Uh, I mean, I guess about this time, um, probably two, week, two weeks out or so. I mean, those first two weeks, right, you try to try to get a little bit of a break, but I know just leaving Miami with the guys, I was, I was super excited. Uh, then now, as I said, just being back here at the Star, I uh, got a text from Coach today saying he's back, pumped up. Let's uh, get together, and I, I sent him a selfie of all the kids and me out here. So, um, yeah, it's getting closer, and it's time. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, yeah, it's getting here for sure. And don't get behind with all of uh, the latest Cowboys happening. Stay up to date right now. Set up those networks and go ahead and subscribe to all of the podcasts on the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And be sure to to always go to blogandtheboys.com for the latest Cowboys news, views, and reviews. So, all right, let's go ahead and get to this interesting question that Pat Doney from NBC5 had for Dak Prescott regarding C.D. Lamb. You throw him to C.D. there, and, and he's getting ready to take on this big role. I mean, what, what's it like working with him now in this offseason? How important is it that you have the offseason to work with him to yeah. get him ready for this opportunity? It's, um, it's very exciting uh, just because of the guy that C.D. is. It's a guy that wants to get better in each and every way that he can, um, whether it be the knowledge of the game or whether it just be maybe a release or something. Um, he holds himself to very high standards and holds our connection that, that way as well. So I uh, have high expectations for him. I have a high expectations for ourselves, and I know he's going to be a huge part of it. All right, guys, two, there's, two obviously, more. there's two obviously more. a lot of pressure on everyone, Coach McCarthy. Does yeah. it sound like, you know, if he's texting you, does it seem like he's feeling that, or is he just excited and ready to go? No, he's just excited and ready to go. Uh, it's just a relationship that we have. Um, yeah, said, hey, you know what I'm saying, when we left, we'll connect before we get going to training camp. So that's all that text message was. Oh, uh, yeah, nothing more. See, and that's the thing that we've talked about on the Hidden Yardage podcast basically for the entire time that we've had a podcast. 
is the notion that there's going to be a shadow coach the entire time. You're going to have, and like then you add Jason Garrett to the mix too. It makes it interesting. But the shadow coach, who's the shadow coach? It's Sean Payton, who's going to be doing studio work, filling in when Jimmy Johnson can't make it on the NFL on Fox for their or Fox NFL Sunday, the the pregame show that they have. And Sean Payton's going to be filling in. So you're going to have, and then you got Jason Garrett, who's doing the a football night in America. So he's there in the studio as well. So like I said, you've got this interesting dynamic that you're going to have on some Sundays where Sean Payton is going to criticize the Cowboys and say what he would have done and what he would do to fix the team. And then they're going to play a game. And then at the end of that game, which, you know what's funny is if Dallas plays in the late afternoon time slot, the game's wrapping up uh, just as, like with 30 minutes left to go in football night in America. So as soon as it's over, then Jason Garrett is going to say, well, here's what I would have done. And his, just Mike McCarthy's going to face so much scrutiny this year. So, yeah, that question is right on par with, frankly, what everybody's thinking is, you know, is McCarthy, is this genuine just interest and excitement for the season and wanting to get back at it? Or does he know he's got to put in a little more effort, if you will, and and cross a little more T's, dot a few more I's because of the pressures, the external pressures that are out there that uh, will no doubt be talked about, you know? Are you able to shut it off in the offseason at all? I mean, like, are you able to take a break, or is it still hard for you to not think about football? Yeah, I mean, no, I never not think about football. So, uh, yeah, physically, and I try to put myself in situations where, you know, maybe it's the Bahamas or different, different ways that you can't, you can't get around football, right? And you're almost forced to, to relax your mind a little bit and, and to put all that stuff away. So, But now just we're back. We're, we're two weeks close to it. I mean, I think I need to get my mind back into it as far as uh, the scheme and just everything. So I'm t- super excited. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you all again. Why, thank you, Dak. I, I do like to think of myself as the best, but we got to get better each day. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's interesting. Like, can you imagine going to the Bahamas, all right, and not being able to turn it off? I forget your profession, whether it's football, pipe fitting, Sports writing, um, cosmetology, uh, whatever. Just imagine going to the Bahamas and not being able to shut it off and not and having to distract yourself and just be in the moment of, I'm in the Bahamas. I'm not going to think about my job. I mean, good grief. And then you'd still, you probably get people on Twitter and so forth if you dig around that probably say, Oh, uh, why is he doing this? He should be focused on that. And we'll never win. So, But that's just the way that it goes. All right, let's go ahead and get to Cowboys' birthdays. On Monday, you have Dale Hellestray, who was the long snapper for the Cowboys from 1990 to 2000. He turns 60 years old today. So way to go, Dale Hellestray. 
uh, a more consequential birthday, though, is that of Dalton Schultz, who turns 26 years old. Of course, Schultz drafted fourth round in 2018 from Stanford. Also a happy birthday to offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, who turns 33 years old. And, of course, he was quarterback for the Cowboys from 2015 to 2017, backing up Dak Prescott mostly, but a little bit of Tony Romo and Matt Castle and Brandon Whedon. You can't forget about that 2015 season. On Wednesday, Jason Hatcher, Pro Bowl defensive tackle for the Cowboys, played from 2006 to 2013. It was that 2013 season where he earned his lone Pro Bowl because he played his lone season as a defensive tackle. Primarily, he was a 3-4 defensive end for the Cowboys. He's a grown man today, or on Wednesday, turns 40 years old. On Saturday, Aaron Glenn, he played cornerback for the Cowboys from 05 to 06. He turns 50 years old, so he must really be a grown man, a plus 10. And then also on Saturday, Blake Jarwin played tight end from 2017 to 2021. He turns 28 years old. And those are your Cowboys' birthdays. Now, normally I would just go ahead and end the podcast, but I feel uh, just a little guilty because Sean wouldn't be able to ask me how my quest for getting a pork roll sandwich is going. So we'll have a pork roll sandwich update here. Uh, All right, so I was down in Dallas, and as you know, I was going to go after I covered the Dak Prescott camp down to this deli in Dallas that Jesse Holly gave us a lead on and he, you know Sean said hey I want to have it with you okay all right we'll just wait and meet in Dallas and we'll try that deli out so in the meantime I asked Christy Scales what because she has some Jersey connections with her family and I asked her hey is it a is it called a pork roll sandwich or is it called a Taylor ham sandwich? And she said that she wasn't exactly sure because that's not the type of conversations that she has with her relatives from New Jersey. But she did say that she would ask Drew Pearson whether or not it is a pork roll sandwich or a Taylor ham sandwich. So if, if the original 88 is weighing in on whether or not it's a pork roll sandwich or a Taylor ham sandwich. I mean, you know, that's just... Now we're really getting somewhere when it comes to that. So we'll, we'll see what, what Mr. Clutch thinks. After all, he is from South River, New Jersey. And, uh, you know, that's up kind of a little bit near the city. Uh, it's maybe the north part of the state, maybe a little bit of central part of New Jersey. So we'll have to see what he calls it. I don't know, but that's the uh, pork roll sandwich update here on the Hidden Yardage podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Follow me, Mark Lane, at the Real Mark Lane on Twitter. Follow Sean Martin. We'll be back next week at Sean Martin NFL. And remember, 
Hidden Yardage is part of the Blogging the Boys podcast network. All right, rock and pork roll. So there it is.